Harp on Sports with Seth Harp. You know what time it is. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Go, Bartenders. Go, food needs refills. Harp on Sports, the bar, podcast, media, audio, and radio network. What do we have in store for you on this edition of the program? The Bucks' luck, well, it runs out as they fall to the Lions in Detroit. It was a rebuilding year in Tampa. And where they sit now, they're actually not in awful shape. They're going to be in the top six in the league in terms of salary cap space. Uh, 2025, it really skyrockets. So there's a way to get some stuff done here. And they should be the favorite in that division. Close gap, though. How do they take that next step, put themselves on the cusp of a Super Bowl? So we'll dive into that. Also, conference championship weekend. Say what? What does history teach us? About 44% of the time, a road team wins when it comes to the conference championship slate. Okay, which one's it going to be? Which one's it going to be? Ones and threes, both conferences. So we'll look at that as well. And Gator Hoops and a little Gator Hoops, even though the Gators are orange and blue, a little blue blood love when it comes to hoops and why Gator basketball is right on track. So we'll look at that as well. Again, Harp on Sports, the bar, podcast, media, audio, radio network. Follow, share, like, subscribe at Harp on Sports Twitter, at Harp on Sports Instagram, Harp on Sports Auditory Route, Buzzsprout, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Harp on Sports Facebook page, Harp on Sports YouTube channel, of course, HarpOnSports.com. So the Bucks come up short, and look, it was a successful year. You know, you can have a good year, a successful year, and not be a champion. We've talked about this numerous times. And are they missing a guy or two? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe defensively. Baker Mayfield throws the big pick at the end of the game. That's the difference between being on the road and at home, finding way to close games. They dug themselves a two-touchdown hole. The Lions are a good football team. Very good football team. They've been one of the top five teams in the league all year. And they proved it on Sunday. The Bucks. Won six to seven down the stretch, went on the road, gave themselves a shot, came up short. So in looking at this, where Baker Mayfield sits right now, he should be a pretty hot candidate on the open market. And where the where the Bucks are, what, 47 million in cap space? They should be able to get some things done. Now, when you have 47 million in cap space and your quarterback and your best receiver are both free agents, now you got some work to do. But next year, what did I see? $118 million and twenty-five. So there's ways to, to signing bonus it up in year one, and then I'll have that money hit in year two. They got a lot of money owed to a lot of guys next year that just happened not to be a quarterback and your number one receiver. Uh, Chris Godwin, $27.5 million salary, $26.5 million in dead money. So there's no way to move him. Not that they would anyway. There's a way to re- kind of to rethink and redo that deal. The, the Bucks should be able to run it back. Should. A 9-8 and eight team, this team next year, a couple free agent signings. They're going to have a first-place schedule, right? So uh, this team can be, to me, 9-8, and 11-7 type of team. They should be the division favorite next year if they can bring Baker back. But think about this. There are teams that are going to look for quarterbacks that are going to need quarterbacks. What teams are on, on the hunt for quarterbacks that are going to be on the lookout? Well, we know the Vikings could be. You take Baker Mayfield and put him on that Vikings team that was right around 500, three or four more wins in a division with the Lions, in a division with the Bears, all of a sudden, pretty interesting. 
What other teams you look around the national foot do the, do the Titans is Baker Mayfield. He's actually a fit. If Vrabel was still there, but is Will Levis going to get another crack at this? Probably Atlanta. If Bill Belichick goes to Atlanta, does, does he bring Baker in? You may say they clash personality wise, maybe, but Atlanta going to look for a quarterback, maybe via the draft Vikings looking for a quarterback, maybe via the draft, but Baker's going to garner a little interest. I wrote down three years, 85 million Geno Smith. Signed to three years, $75 million. It's about three years, $80 million when it's all said and done with the Seahawks. So if Baker can get three years, $85, remember this year was what, about $17 million, $16 million when it was all said and done? Going to cost a little bit more. Baker on the open market, I, 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 I wrote down three years, 80 I think three years and 80 gets it done. So if you front load that salary cap bonus-wise, right, let's say Next year, his base salary is $25 million, and then in the second year, it kicks up to $30 million. Now, now you're down to 20, $37 million in cap space if you, if you work it that way and turn that into a signing bonus or roster bonus, however you want to look at that. So there's ways to get this done with Baker Mayfield. Around three years, 85, I think it gets it done, right, in that, 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 that time frame. It's just there's teams that need quarterbacks, but not a ton of teams. I, I guess if Denver cuts... Russell Wilson, but then they're going to try to rebuild that thing in, with what Sean Payton wants to do there. A lot of teams in the league are about a year away from figuring this out. Who knows what the Giants are going to do? Let's face it, the Jets aren't in the market for a quarterback. So Baker finds himself in a situation where you're going to have three or four teams. The Titans, the Vikings, the Falcons. Who else? It, it, for the Bears, it's Justin Fields or Caleb Williams. Arizona, no. Kyler Murray. Denver, eh. there's not very many teams out there that are going to be in the hunt for free agent quarterbacks that are quarterback away, if you will. The Vikings Vikings and Baker Mayfield are an interesting fit. So let's say that you do go through this process in which you bring in Baker, you re-sign him. Then the focus has to be on Mike Evans. And Mike is now on the other side of 30. I wrote down Christian Kirk and Cooper Cup type of numbers. What did Cooper Cup get? 5-120? Ready to go down that path? Because that's what it's going to take. You, you, may, you may be able to swing me on 4-100, but that's what type of deal Mike Evans is going to get. You bet he is. I know he's not in his mid-20s, but still, that dude had, what, 1,300 yards, 13 touchdowns? Even though you may say, well, 34, he'll start to, you know, two years, he'll start to wear down. That's fine. Mike Evans is going to get a four-year deal. You're going to get a four-year deal. Now, you could talk me into a three-year deal if you're paying him $30 million, but I think, Mike Evans, you're looking at 4 100 or 5 120 But again, you can do that and put the money in the second or third year of that deal and convert it to a siding bonus because Godwin, look, you can do this where well, you technically could franchise one of them if you wanted to make that into a mess if you wanted to, but you, know, you could franchise Baker Mayfield, but then again, financially, that really wouldn't make sense to do that. You could if you wanted to. Um, but with Mike Evans and Baker Mayfield, you get them together and say, okay, let's run this back three or four years. Let's do this. Now, the question is Mike Evans is hunting Super Bowl rings. Because if Mike Evans is hunting Super Bowl rings, Tampa doesn't make sense. Not next year anyway. So it'll be interesting to see. It'll be in Any Super Bowl contender is not going to have that type of change to throw around. They're just not. The Dolphins are in salary cap trouble. There's a bunch of teams that are not going to have much wiggle room that you would say that we're on the cusp. The Packers might. Mike Evans go to Green Bay. There'd be a place where Mike Evans could go, but they're loaded at receiver. See the is he the missing piece there? San Francisco's not going to have any money. 
Dallas not going to have enough money. They're loaded at receiver as well. What team's on the cusp? I mean, the Bears have tons of money. Mike Evans could go to Chicago, but then Justin Fields as opposed to. So I wrote, let's see how close I get. Baker Mayfield, 385. Mike Evans, 4100 or 5120. Probably about 95 million of that guaranteed. Probably gets it done. Now, you can sit there and want to play patty cake for four or five million. Without Mike Evans, this isn't a playoff team. Does he want to retire a buck? Break every record? Already has every record. Look, two more years like he just had, there's no doubt that he's a Hall of Famer. He's probably won now, but two more years like he just had. And the fact that he and Baker did that and it was supposed to be a rebuilding year. Future's fried for the Bucks. You got to look at the NFC too. The Eagles just fired the defensive coordinator. If Jason Kelsey retires, are, are they in a rebuilding year? Um, we know the Niners are going to be legit for another year or two. Um, the Cowboys are still good. Like they got drilled, but they're still good. The Packers up and coming. What do the Vikings do? Kirk Cousins can come back. The Bears are up and coming. We know the Lions are established now. So the NFC, it, it's got some wiggle room in there. The AFC, when the Bengals get Joe Burrow back, the AFC, the Ravens, the Chiefs, the Bills, C.J. Stroud and the Texans. I mean, the AFC is more loaded than the NFC is. So, chance for the Bucs to, to, to run it back here and, you know, try to win their what? Fourth straight division title? Should win it. But, look, it was a good year for Tampa. Um, speaking of this, now that... You know, the AFC and the NFC Championship gamer said three seed Chiefs, one seed Ravens, three seed Lions, one seed Niners. What, seven point dog uh, the Lions are at San Francisco? The Chiefs, three and a half point underdog at Baltimore. I think the Chiefs have a better chance to win in Baltimore than the Lions do in San Francisco. History tells us what, 44, 45% of the time, road team wins this upcoming weekend. Which one's it going to be? I, it's going to be tough for the Chiefs. To, the Chiefs aren't going to score on the Ravens like they did on the Bills. They're just not. But Lamar Jackson, God, he's been so good. He's been so good. But they haven't really played a team like this either. Well, they they dismantled the Niners. This could be a good game. And, you know, I'll get to my predictions later on in the week in the Lions at the Niners. I mean, Niners-Ravens, we just got that on Christmas, right? Or Christmas weekend, and the Ravens skull-drugged them. Um Chiefs Lions week one. How fitting would it be to end the year like we started the year? Week one, opening night was the Chiefs and the Lions. How about that? Chiefs Niners didn't get Lions Ravens. I if you are the NFL, of course you want what? I, I mean, you'd like the Chiefs and the Niners if you're the National Football League. If you know Mahomes won his first one five years ago that way or four years ago that way. So I I guess the worst matchup would be Lions Ravens. But you get to this point. The storylines at this point are what? Chiefs Dynasty. Chiefs Dynasty is the number one storyline. Lamar's Ascension. Is, is Lamar take that next step? Uh, the Niners. You know, I Shanahan, they were there four years ago. They make the change at quarterback. And, and now with the way that team is structured on a rookie deal, that window will close in a hurry. And then the Lions paid golf, got this, you know, solid unit, the newcomer. So dynasty mode over the hill, over the hump, I should say. Dynasty mode for the Chiefs, over the over the hump for the Ravens, Lamar Jackson trying to take that next step. The Niners, Shanahan trying to get back there. Christian McCaffrey, Kittle, is it their time? And then the Lions just, hey, man, we're, we're here. Should be fun. 
By the way, the whole notion, and look, the Niners can go win this and prove me wrong, but think about where we were this weekend. Everybody talked about how you have to have your quarterback on a rookie deal. Need your quarterback on the rookie deal. Bills don't. Chiefs didn't. Ravens didn't. Three or four teams in the AFC didn't have their quarterback on a rookie deal. In the NFC, Lions didn't. I, I guess the you could kind. I mean, it was a restructured deal, but it wasn't a rookie deal for Baker. The Niners rookie deal, Bryce Young, fifth year option coming. So I, I guess you say the Packers and the the Niners both had rookie deals, but the other six teams didn't. This whole notion that you, you you need to have your you need to to win you need to have your quarterback on a rookie deal. No, you don't. Whoever's going to the Super Bowl in the AFC is not going to have their guy on a rookie deal. Lions get there, not a rookie deal. And if you're the Niners, you've traded away a bunch of draft picks and loaded all your money into the other players. This whole rook got to have your guy on a rookie deal is ridiculous to win the Super Bowl. Bunk. Bunk. Brady went on a rookie deal when he winning it all the damn time. Brady won three of the three Super Bowls in six years and on a rookie deal. Mahomes last year, rookie deal. Ridiculous notion. It is just ridiculous. Garbage take. <sighs> Neither here nor there. But again, Chiefs, Niners, Niners revenge. Uh, I think whoever wins, boy, if the Ravens win, they'll be the favorite in the Super Bowl. There's no way that the Lions won't. If they play the Chiefs or the Ravens, won't be the favorite. If it's the Chiefs and the Niners, the Niners will probably be the favorite. Chiefs would be the favorite over the Lions. We'll see. We'll see. Expect monster ratings after this weekend, though. <laughs> I really do. Uh, one to wrap with this. College basketball, you know, we hit the final week of January. And once the NFL ends, I really, really start to dive into college basketball a little bit more. Just a couple of interesting things. Um, Gators hoops. The Florida, Florida basketball is right where it should be. This whole thing that they can't win or they're not, they're not improving. What do you mean? They lost... To Kentucky at home, Kentucky's one of the top 10 teams in the country. Tennessee on the road, one of the top teams in the country. They are beating the teams they should and losing to the teams they should lose to. Now, in order to make the tournament, you're going to have to beat some teams that you shouldn't beat or beat some teams that are better than you. That's going to have to happen eventually. But here's where the, here's where the Gators sit, right? 12-6 and six overall, 2-3 and three in the conference. The, the Ole Miss loss is kind of one of those, it's like, oh, my God, what happened there? But losing to Kentucky at home and losing to Tennessee on the road, whatever. Uh, their next three games, or the the Three of the next four games are winnable. At Kentucky's not. But Mississippi State at home, Georgia at home, Florida should win both of those games. Florida should be, next weekend at this time, should be 4-3 and three in the conference and 14-6 and six overall. You have to pick the low-hanging fruit. College basketball is full of what? The bubble teams are hunters and gatherers. Gatherers put you in position. Hunters flip the switch when they have to in a big game. you got Auburn. There's some big games for the Gators coming up that they can win. Those marquee wins, but they just got to make sure they don't lose any of these these home games to Mississippi State, Georgia, at AM. and Look, three of the next four are winnable. They go two and two in that stretch. Fine, they're they're sitting there at what four and five in the conference. They go three. And, here's that stretch where you have to pick that low hanging fruit. They beat Mississippi State, beat Georgia at home. Then they're like I said, they're sitting there. They're above five hundred as they go to Kentucky. You can afford to lose games like that at Kentucky then. Just can't have ugly losses at this point. Quad one wins. Quad two wins. All great. I get it. I get it. But where they sit right now, pick the low-hanging fruit. They're in good shape. Win at home. 
Again, Mississippi State two and three in the conference. Georgia three and two in the conference. Kentucky four and one in the conference. A and M two and three in the conference. Three of the next four are winnable. Two of them at home. So where's this basketball team? They're a bubble team. They are. No, strong bubble as opposed to weak bubble. They win against Mississippi State and Georgia at home. They'll be in one of those first four out or next four out. It's through just attrition the way this works. And I know you need quad one wins and quad two. I know you need all those before it's all said and done. They're going to have to beat these teams eventually. But you can't beat them until you play them. And this week, they played Tennessee. That was... They went on, on the road, won at Missouri, low-hanging fruit, picked it. Mississippi State at home, got to pick that low-hanging fruit. Right at the bottom of the tree. <laughs> Watching National Geographic and polar bears eating baby seals. I go, I'm going to go dark here, right? The easiest to grab. That's what they need to do right now. You worry about the big game later. Take care of what you got to take care of now. Also, college basketball, just thought this was interesting. You know, we always talk about blue bloods, blue bloods. I was watching UCLA the other night. You know, they're, they're not. They're not a tournament team. They're, they're not. But they haven't won a national championship in 30 years now, or close to 30 years. So I was going through and looking at the teams that have been the most successful the last few decades. Last 25 years, the team that's been the most successful has been North Carolina, or, or UConn, right? UConn's won five national championships the last 25 years. And number one, what are your other teams that have been the most successful? The Blue Bloods. The bluest of the blue? UConn won. North Carolina three. Duke six. Kentucky eight, depending on what poll you look at. Kansas is good too, or decent. Your bluest of the blue bloods, Yukon blue, North Carolina blue, Tar Heel blue, Duke blue, Kentucky blue. Could, could you imagine that? I'm just saying, you've got four elite blue bloods in the top 10. Could you imagine a Yukon, Kentucky, Duke, North Carolina type setting in the final four? Now we're way, way away from that. But bring a smile to my face. College basketball needs big names more than everybody loves upsets. I get it in theory, but you don't watch upsets. You don't watch those teams after they pull off the upset, but boy. UCLA down a little bit. Kansas, eh. Arizona up. That's blue, you know. I. But looking at that, Duke, Carolina, Kentucky, UConn, all in the top 10. Four of the top five programs last 25 years, and I'd throw Kansas in there as well, right? You're going to argue anybody else? Carolina, multiple championships. Duke, multiple championships. Kentucky. UConn. I mean, Kentucky's the only one that doesn't have multiple championships, but damn. Talk about elite elite. I'll take that final four right now. Harpon Sports, the bar, podcast, media, audio, radio network. Follow, share, like, subscribe at Harpon Sports Twitter, at Harpon Sports Instagram. Harpon Sports. Of course, Auditory Route, Buzzsprout, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Harp on Sports Facebook page, Harp on Sports YouTube channel, of course, HarpOnSports.com. Got the Chiefs hat on. Didn't even mention him, did I? No, but good for Patrick Mahomes. Greatness finds a way. Winners find a way. I guess I did mention them a little bit as they now play for Dynasty mode. Trip to the Super Bowl. Now you start talking Dynasty. Sopranos t-shirt on today for those of you watching this. 25th anniversary. God, what a great show. Man, 25 years. I guess it just means I'm getting old. Look at all this gray hair. So there you go. Remember, stay clean, stay focused, stay strong. Frankenstein, have fun with your friends.